Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 445. Thursday, Nocturnal Adoration. When I came for adoration, an inner recollection took hold of me immediately, and I saw the Lord Jesus tied to a pillar, stripped of his clothes, and the scourging began immediately. I saw four men who took turns at striking the Lord with scourges. My heart almost stopped at the sight of these tortures. The Lord said to me, I suffer even greater pain than that which you see. And Jesus gave me to know for what sins he subjected himself to the scourging. These are sins of impurity. Oh, how dreadful was Jesus' moral suffering during the scourging. Then Jesus said to me, Look and see the human race in its present condition. In an instant I saw horrible things. The executioners left Jesus and other people started scourging him. They seized the scourges and struck the Lord mercilessly. These were priests, religious men and women, and high dignitaries of the church, which surprised me greatly. There were lay people of all ages and walks of life. All vented their malice on the innocent Jesus. Seeing this, my heart fell as if into a mortal agony, and while the executioners had been scourging him, Jesus had been silent and looking into the distance. But when these other souls I mentioned scourged him, Jesus closed his eyes, and a soft, most painful moan escaped from his heart. And Jesus gave me to know in detail the gravity of the malice of these ungrateful souls. You see, this is a torture greater than my death. Then my lips, too, fell silent, and I began to experience the agony of death, and I felt that no one would comfort me or snatch me from that state but the one who had put me into it. Then the Lord said to me, I see the sincere pain of your heart, which brought great solace to my heart. See and take comfort. Then I saw the Lord Jesus nailed to the cross, When he had hung on it for a while, I saw a multitude of souls crucified like him. Then I saw a second multitude of souls and a third. The second multitude were not nailed to their crosses, but were holding them firmly in their hands. The third were neither nailed to their crosses nor holding them firmly in their hands, but were dragging their crosses behind them and were discontent. Jesus said to me, Do you see these souls? Those who are like me in the pain and contempt they suffer will be like me also in glory, and those who resemble me less in pain and contempt will also bear less resemblance to me in glory. Among the crucified souls, the most numerous were those of the clergy. I also saw some crucified souls whom I knew, and this gave me great joy. Then Jesus said to me, In your meditation tomorrow, you shall think about what you have seen today. And immediately Jesus disappeared on me. Friday, I was ill and could not attend Holy Mass. 
At seven o'clock in the morning, I saw my confessor celebrating Holy Mass, during which I saw the child Jesus. Toward the end of Mass, the vision disappeared, and I found myself back in my cell as before. Indescribable joy took hold of me, because although I could not go to Mass in our own chapel, I had assisted at, at it in a church which was far distant. Jesus has a remedy for everything. July 30th, 1935, Feast of St. Ignatius. I prayed fervently to this saint, reproaching him for looking on and not coming to my aid in such important matters as doing the will of God. I said to him, You, our patron, who were inflamed with the fire of love and zeal for the greater glory of God, I humbly beg you to help me to carry out God's designs. This was during Holy Mass. Then I saw St. Ignatius at the left side of the altar with a large book in his hand, and he spoke these words to me, My daughter, I am not indifferent to your cause. This rule can be adapted, and it can be adapted to this congregation. And gesturing with his hand toward the big book, he disappeared. I rejoiced greatly at the fact of how much the saints think of us and of how closely we are united to them. Oh, the goodness of God! How beautiful is the spiritual world, that already here on earth we commune with the saints. All day long I could feel the presence of this dear patron saint. During her adoration before the Blessed Sacrament one night, St. Faustina was given insight into how much Jesus suffered for us during his passion. The scourging that he subjected himself to were for sins of impurity. Unfortunately, uh, his sufferings also came from priests and religious brothers and sisters and uh, high dignitaries in the church who fell into the sin as well. He revealed that this torture was worse than his death on the cross. St. Faustina sought to comfort Jesus' heart. We are called to follow Christ and to carry our cross like him, to accept the sufferings of our lives and to offer them back to God. There are many who drag their crosses with great discontent and don't want to accept their sufferings. Souls like Faustina, who accept their sufferings to console Jesus, will greatly reflect his glory in heaven. Those who accept their sufferings reluctantly will resemble Jesus' glory less in heaven. And then we see when St. Faustina couldn't attend Mass because of an illness, Jesus allowed her to participate spiritually in her confessor's Mass in a distant church. All things are possible for Jesus. He knew how much St. Faustina wanted to attend Mass, and so he found a way to help her to do so. And then St. Faustina prays to St. Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Jesuits, asking for help to do the will of God. He was apparently one of the patron saints of their order, and he does help her. Faustina discovers how much the saints do to help us. We are not forgotten here on earth. Let's ask our patron saints for their assistance in every situation.